0: SECTION 15 OF THE JOURNAL OF THE REVEREND FRANCIS ASBURY, VOLUME 1. THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. RECORDING BY LARRY WILSON. JOURNAL OF THE REVEREND FRANCIS ASBURY, VOLUME 1. SECTION 15. LORD'S DAY 16. THE SPIRIT OF GOD ATTENDED OUR ENDEAVORS BOTH IN TOWN AND POINT. MY HEART WAS GREATLY ENLARGED, IN TOWN ESPECIALLY. THERE IS A VERY APPARENT ALTERATION IN THIS PLACE. THERE IS NOT SO MUCH drunkenness AND NEGLECT OF THE ORDINANCES AS IN FORMER TIMES, AND THE PEOPLE ARE MUCH MORE INCLINED TO ATTEND THE PLACES OF PUBLIC WORSHIP. SO THAT ON THE WHOLE I ENTERTAIN A LIVELY HOPE THAT THE LORD WILL YET RAISE UP FOR HIMSELF A LARGE SOCIETY IN THE TOWN OF BALTIMORE. On Monday, my frame was weak and weary. Nevertheless, I had to preach once in town and once in the country, about seven miles off. Wednesday, 19 Having preached at several places in the country, I returned to town, and find that the Lord assisteth me from time to time. He frequently revives both body and soul when I am almost ready to give over. Tuesday, 20 JUST BEFORE PREACHING AT THE POINT, SIX MEN WERE ACCIDENTALLY SHOT IN THE MILITIA EXERCISE. I WILL NOT VENTURE TO ASSERT THAT CAPTAIN COLLECTED THEM FOR EXERCISE BECAUSE IT WAS PREACHING NIGHT. HOWEVER, I VISITED ONE OF THE WOUNDED AND PRAYED WITH HIM. SATURDAY, 22. I DINED WITH CAPTAIN R, WHO APPEARED TO BE UNDER SOME SMALL AWAKENINGS. AFTERWARD CAME TO TOWN WHERE BROTHER R AND I MET, LIKE JACOB AND Esau, AND ALL WAS LOVE AND PEACE. IN THE EVENING MR. R. PREACHED A GOOD SERMON ON JOHN 12.36 WHILE YE HAVE THE LIGHT, BELIEVE IN THE LIGHT, THAT YE MAY BE THE CHILDREN OF THE LIGHT. LORD'S DAY 23 OUR CONGREGATIONS WERE LARGE, AMONGST WHOM WERE MR. G, MR. C, AND OTHERS. IN THE EVENING MR. R. PREACHED AN ALARMING SERMON. ON MONDAY I VISITED A SICK WOMAN WHO SOON AFTER WENT INTO ETERNITY and then I went to Mr. E.'s, where many found it beneficial to them that they were present to hear the word of the Lord. By particular invitation, I lodged on Tuesday night at Captain R.'s, and in the course of a free conversation, he told me that he was brought under his first conviction at Mr. T.'s, from Proverbs 28.13. Saturday, 29. I have not been unassisted in the public exercises of this week, and now find my soul in a peaceful frame, though not without a serious concern for the cause of the country. Lord, turn aside thy displeasure, and mercifully interpose. Lord's Day, 30 I preached three times, and the cup of my blessing was full. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits? But we have alarming military accounts from Boston, New York, and Philadelphia. Surely the Lord will overrule and make all these things subservient to the spiritual welfare of his church. ON MONDAY I VISITED THE COUNTRY, AND HAVING PREACHED AT A FEW PLACES, RETURNED ON TUESDAY NIGHT TO TOWN, AND FOUND ALL THE PEOPLE, ALL INFLAMED WITH A MARTIAL SPIRIT. THURSDAY, MAY FOUR MY SOUL LONGS FOR A PERFECT CONFORMITY TO THE IMAGE AND WILL OF GOD IN ALL THINGS. I DESIRE NOTHING BUT HIM, AND HE CAUSETH MY HEART TO OVERFLOW WITH PEACEFUL JOY. I PREACHED AT THE POINT THIS EVENING, BUT HAVE MORE HOPE FOR THE INHABITANTS OF THE TOWN than for those of the point. Oh, that I could learn the holy art of doing more good for precious souls! It troubles me to think of being so unprofitable. Friday, 5. At the appointed time for preaching, we had an awful storm of thunder and lightning, which killed three horses. However, I began in the midst of it, and spoke with liberty of spirit and confidence in God. Saturday, 6. I was grieved to-day that I did not feel myself more steadily devoted to God. In the evening I.K. preached a good and profitable sermon, but long and loud enough. Lord's Day 7 I preached twice and held a love-feast, but heaviness is brought upon my mind by some that would once, comparatively speaking, have plucked out their eyes and had given them to me. But now they slight me. Cursed is the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm whose heart departeth from the lord may my heart trust in the lord monday eight several friends set out in company with me to the quarterly meeting when we came to j g s he did not appear to be so open and free as he was about a year ago prayer is almost neglected and both his children and servants are almost like wild untaught indians Ah. What is all the substance of this world, without the love and fear of God? I proceeded the next morning to meet the preachers and stewards. At ten o'clock we held our love feast, though my mind was under some exercises, so that I spoke but little. However, at four o'clock I preached from Isaiah 41.13, with great enlargement and to a large concourse of people, but was confined in the evening to the company of men who were destitute of religion and full of sin and politics. My brethren and myself were glad to have prayer in the morning and leave them. If there were no other hell than the company of wicked men, I would say from such a hell, Good Lord, deliver me. Tuesday, 11. Was appointed as a general fast. I preached on the occasion, and the Lord made it a solemn, heart-affected time, so that we did not conclude till about three o'clock. The next day I reached Bohemia. But as it was late, some of the congregation had departed. I therefore exhorted those that were left, and then proceeded to Newcastle. Lord's Day, 14 Both last night and this day, I hope my skirts were clear of the blood of the people in this little town, whether they reject or accept an offered salvation. After stopping to preach at Chester the next day, I then went on to Philadelphia. Tuesday, 16 I had some friendly and close conversation with the preachers, in which we spoke plainly of our experience and doctrines. Mr. R. A. preached in the evening. From Wednesday till Friday we spent in conference with great harmony and sweetness of temper. If the Lord spares me, I am now about bending my course toward Norfolk, to preach the glad tidings of salvation to perishing sinners there. Monday, 22. I have preached the last evening with some sweet enlargement. I left Philadelphia this morning, and set off for Norfolk, preached at night to a few people in Chester, and was conducted the next morning in a friend's chase to Cecil Court House, where I embarked for Norfolk. Monday, 29. With a thankful heart I landed Norfolk, after having been much tossed about by contrary winds in the bay. My accommodations on board the vessel were also very indifferent, so that it was a disagreeable and fatiguing passage but in hope of that immortal crown i now the cross sustain and gladly wander up and down and smile at toil and pain here i found about thirty persons in society after their manner but they had no regular class meetings however here are a few who are willing to observe all the rules of our society their present preaching-house is an old shattered building which has formerly been a playhouse. Surely the Lord will not always suffer his honor to be trampled in the dust. No, I entertain a hope that we shall have a house and a people in this town. My heart is filled with holy thoughts and deeply engaged in the work of God. On Tuesday evening, about one hundred and fifty souls attended to hear the word, and about fifty at five o'clock on Wednesday morning, which by the presence of the Lord was found to be a good time. I then went over to Portsmouth and found my spirit at liberty in preaching to a number of souls there. Friday, June 2. The Lord is pleased to show me the danger which a preacher is in of being lifted up by pride and falling into the condemnation of the devil. How great is the danger of this! A considerable degree of ballast is highly necessary to bear frequent and sudden puffs of applause. Lord, fill me with genuine humility that the strongest gusts from Satan or the world may never move me. Saturday, 3. My body is weak, but my soul is in sweet, pacific frame. I see the need of constant watchfulness and entire devotion to God. My heart was stayed on God while preaching in the evening from Psalm 68, 18. Lord's Day, 4. Many seemed willing to hear, both morning and evening, at Norfolk. But in the afternoon at Portsmouth, the congregation, though large, seemed to have very little sensibility. On Monday I found myself better than could be expected, after preaching three times and meeting the Society the day before. May the Lord brace up my feeble frame, and by His grace I am determined to use it for His glory and the service of His Church. The congregation were attentive in the evening, while I enlarged on the fruits of the Spirit. Tuesday, 6 I went to the farthermost part of Portsmouth Parish, through such a swamp as I never saw before, and partook of a blessing with the people, some of whom are of a simple heart. After having preached at Mr. F.'s in St. Bride's Parish, then at Mr. M.'s and Mr. R.'s, I returned to Portsmouth on Thursday evening, and found my soul in peace. I have lately read Mason on Self-Knowledge, this book with Franks on the Fear of Man, and Thomas Aquinas are most excellent books for a Christian. Wednesday, 14. I have continued laboring with different degrees of encouragement between Norfolk and Portsmouth, but have not met with the success which my soul longs for. Our friends set a subscription on foot today for building a house of worship, and I have raised only about thirty-four pounds. Had they the same spirit of liberality which they have in Baltimore, they might easily accomplish it. Thursday, fifteen, I found thirteen serious souls in society, about six miles from town on Suffolk Road. but poor brother O is subject to great heaviness through manifold temptations. The congregation here were small, however, some of them were much affected. I gave a close and pointed exhortation in the evening at Portsmouth, and there was a melting of heart amongst the people. I preached again the next day and met both the classes and felt my hopes for Portsmouth begin to revive. Monday, 19. Yesterday's labor of preaching three times, etc., was not too much for me, and this day my soul enjoyed delightful communion with God. Satan assaults, but he that is for me is stronger than he that is against me. Be thou my strength, be thou my way, protect me through my life's short day. In all my acts may wisdom guide, and keep me, Saviour, near thy side. Tuesday, I preached at Newmail Creek, and joined two persons to the small society there. Went thence to Northwest Woods, and preached at the house of Mr. A, and after preaching at two or three more places, I returned on Thursday to Portsmouth. Monday, twenty six. The God of hope fills me with joy and peace in believing. About seventy souls sat under the word this evening and some of them were very deeply affected. But too often it is as the morning cloud, and as the early dew. How irrational it is that rational beings should employ their thoughts with readiness on every trifling subject, but when they can hardly be brought to think seriously on the things of eternity, although the Holy Spirit awakens their sensibility, and alarms their fears. Oh, the strange perverseness, the deadly depravity of man! tuesday twenty seven preached at five in the morning but am depressed in spirit to see such an insensibility to the things of god amongst the people surely i am now in a dry and barren land but hope it will not be so long tuesday twenty nine i preached at mr b s a new place and a large company was collected the lord stirred the hearts of the people under the preaching of the word at h s and on Friday I returned and preached at night in Portsmouth. After I had met the classes and put them into bands the next day, I then set off for Craney Island, but found the weather excessively hot, such as I had never known in England. On my return some of the members appeared a little refractory in submitting to discipline. But without discipline we should soon be as a rope of sand, so that it must be enforced, let who will be displeased? Lord's Day, July 2. Our congregations consisted of many people from the country as well as the towns, and I knew by experience that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Monday 3 was spent in writing to the preachers and reading, and I was much contracted in my ideas while preaching at night, but all my soul is taken up with God, so that my desire is unto the Lord and the remembrance of His name. Give me thyself from every boast, from every wish set free. Let all I am in thee be lost, but give thyself to me. FRIDAY 7 The last three days I have labored at different places in the country, and preached this evening in Portsmouth, though I feel some concern for the souls of my fellow men, yet not enough. If we could but see by faith the danger to which poor unpardoned sinners are continually exposed. If we could but have a realizing view of that unquenchable fire into which they must be plunged, dying in their present state, how could we rest day or night from using all possible endeavors to prevent their eternal damnation? Oh, unbelief! Thou most destructive sin! How dost thou destroy the vigor of Christians' endeavors, as well as the souls of the unregenerate? Tuesday, eleven after preaching at five o'clock in norfolk i went to portsmouth met the classes and read and explained the rules telling them that every civil society has its proper rules and persons appointed to see them kept and that every member forfeited his right to membership if he willfully transgressed them if men see the necessity of being thus subject to order for the sake of temporary advantages how much more cheerfully should we be subject for the eternal advantages WHICH ATTEND THE SALVATION OF OUR SOULS. FRIDAY, 14. I RETURNED TO TOWN AFTER A SHORT TOUR, AND PREACHING SEVERAL TIMES IN THE COUNTRY. IN THIS TOUR I LODGED AT THE HOUSE OF BROTHER O, MENTIONED SOME TIME AGO, A MAN OF GLOOMY SPIRIT, BUT SOLID PIETY. IN HIS HOUSE THERE IS A TRUE SPIRITUAL CHURCH, THREE SOULS ALL OF ONE MIND, AND SINCERELY INTENT ON SEEKING AND SERVING THE LORD. I met the classes in town, and found my soul sweetly stained on the Lord, though my animal spirits flagged by reason of the extreme heat. Friend L. is opposed to our rules, but no man can expect to abide with us unless he is so satisfied with our rules as to manifest a proper respect and conformity. He may be, as I hope he is, a well-meaning man, but he is deficient in religious judgment. Tuesday 20. I have now been a few days doing my master's business in the country, but have taken cold and am afflicted with a severe headache, so that I am almost ready to lie by. However, the next day, I found myself something better, and came to Portsmouth, met the classes, and preached. My heart to my flesh, cry out for God. Fulfill, fulfill my large desires, large as infinity. Give, give me all my soul requires, all, all that is in thee. Lord's Day, twenty three. There appeared to be many wild people in the congregation, though the grace of God is sufficient to make them tame. But the Almighty dealeth with man as with a rational creature. Therefore, we may go on in our folly, like the wild ass's colt, till we drop into endless perdition, unless we yield to the sacred touch of grace and become workers together with God. Wednesday, twenty six i preached to a small company at brother w's and before the congregation was dismissed an honest christian who had been justified about twelve months before rose up and spoke a few broken words which affected the people more than all that had been said what an excellent thing is simplicity of the heart how ready is god to own and bless it it would be well for professors of some standing to inquire impartially if they have not lost their first simplicity Old professors are very apt to become wise in their own esteem, and fools in God's esteem. I have constant inward fevers and drag a cumbersome body with me, but my soul is united to Jesus, though I ardently wish to feel more fervent love to my God and Saviour. Calling at Brother O's in this little excursion, I found his wife exceedingly happy in the love of God, and I know not but she is sanctified wholly. Friday, 28. At my return to town I found the people in some commotion. Their trading to the West Indies was prohibited. However, the little society seemed determined to cleave to the Lord. The next day I went down the river to Mr. E's and preached, perhaps to but little purpose, to a company of ignorant, careless people. Lord's Day, 30. I was greatly assisted in my public exercises both in Norfolk and Portsmouth if it were in my power, and consistent with the will of God, every soul of them should be brought to Christ. But alas, these are vain thoughts, for the Almighty has an infinitely greater desire for their eternal welfare. But the whole of the matter is this, they will not come to Christ, in the way he has appointed, that they might have life, and thus many will eternally perish in their sins. Friday, August 4. I spent the preceding part of this week preaching in the country as usual, and with various prospects of success, but came back to-day, met the classes which appeared to be much more engaged for heaven, and preached in the evening. SATURDAY 5 My spirit was a little dejected, but blessed with the peace of God. I had some conversation with Mr. S., who said that the people should be kept in society if they did not meet in the class. AND INTIMATED THAT INSTEAD OF PREACHING THE GOSPEL, I HAD BEEN EXPOSING THEIR FAULTS. SO THIS IS PART OF WHAT I HAVE GAINED BY MY LABOR. BUT I LET HIM KNOW THAT OUR RULES WERE INTENDED FOR USE. MONDAY 7 I RECEIVED A LETTER FROM MR. T. R. IN WHICH HE INFORMED ME THAT HIMSELF, MR. R. AND MR. D. HAD CONSULTED, AND DELIBERATELY CONCLUDED IT WOULD BE BEST TO RETURN TO ENGLAND but I can by no means agree to leave such a field for gathering souls to Christ as we have here in America. It would be an eternal dishonor to the Methodists that we should all leave three thousand souls who desire to commit themselves to our care. Neither is it the part of a good shepherd to leave his flock in time of danger. Therefore I am determined by the grace of God not to leave them. Let the consequence be what it may. Our friends here appear to be distressed above measure. At the thought of being forsaken by the preachers so i wrote my sentiments both to mr t r and mr g s tuesday eight i set out on my little country tour and after preaching at mr b s brother w s and a few other places returned on friday to portsmouth and preached in the evening though much indisposed this week we had such thunder and lightning as never i knew before thus by going from one climate to another we may meet with things of which we had very little idea. Then how will it be when we change worlds instead of climates? And how surprised will impenitent sinners be when they go from earth to hell, that God, whose power produces the thunder and lightning of which the inhabitants of some parts of the earth have very little conception, is undoubtedly able to produce the unquenchable fire of which many impenitent sinners have very little belief? Lord's Day 13. My own soul was enlarged in preaching, but the people were too little affected. On Monday I spoke both morning and evening, but we were interrupted by the clamor of arms and preparations of war. My business is to be more intensely devoted to God. Then, the rougher the way, the shorter our stay. The tempests that rise shall gloriously hurry our souls to the skies. Wednesday 16. Preaching at Mr. H's about sixteen miles from town. I met with Mr. P. from North Carolina, who invited me to go and form a circuit in Currituck County, where they have very little preaching, but what they pay for at the rate of three pounds per sermon. I accepted the invitation and appointed the 10th of September for the time to visit them. A letter from Brother G.S., which came to hand on Friday, gave an account of about 200 souls brought to Christ within the space of two months. Glory to God for the salvation of sinners. Surely I am in a dry and barren place, and there is but little prospect of doing good, though the spirit of holiness possesses my own heart. But oh, how it pants for more faith and love, how it longs to be more useful in the church of Christ. Saturday, 19. My body is weak, but this does not concern me like the want of more grace. My heart is too cool towards God. I WANT IT TO FEEL LIKE A HOLY FLAME. I AM ALSO SOMETIMES AFRAID THAT I SHALL NEVER DO ANY MORE GOOD. LORD'S DAY 20 I preached three times as usual, and heard a sermon on the dignity of human nature, vain philosophy. Every imagination of the thoughts of the heart, in an unrenewed man, is only evil continually. Then what is the dignity of depraved human nature? received a letter from Mr. T.R., expressing a change in his intention of returning to England. Wrote to Mr. B.'s on Tuesday, where many of the people were much affected under preaching. Lord, water the seeds sown, that sooner or later it may bring forth fruit to thy glory. The weather is now so hot that my body is greatly enfeebled, and my mind almost unfit for every exercise. But I desire in patience to possess my soul, I went to Mr. E.'s on Saturday, but there was little prospect of doing them any good. I took my leave of them. My body was fatigued, my soul was tempted and cast down, but in meeting the people at night in town, my spirit was refreshed. End of section 15.